Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Tuesday, September 29th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Well, did you see that coming? Chiefs 34, Ravens 20, and it could have been worse. The Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes dominated on offense. The defense did an amazing job bottling up Lamar Jackson. The stars Sam Mellinger, Vahe Gregorian, Herbie Teope, Sam McDowell, and Pete Gradhoff joined me after the game on Sportsbeat Live to talk about what we just saw. Pretty much all good stuff for the Chiefs, who were 3-0 heading into Sunday's home game against the New England Patriots. So, let's get to it. Hey, good evening, and in about 10 minutes, it'll be good morning, Central Time, and welcome to Sportsbeat Live. And we are going to talk about the Chiefs' 34-20 victory over the Baltimore Ravens with several people, including three who are with us right now. There's Vahe Gregorian from Baltimore. Hey, Vahe. Is my mic working? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, it is, Vahe. <laughs> Pete Gradhoff is here, and so is Sam McDowell. We'll be joined uh, later by Herbie Teope and Sam Mellinger. And guys, um, I don't know about you, but... This is not the game that I expected. It's not that it didn't unfold the way I thought it might. It was um, with the with the exception of a few possessions in the a couple of possessions in the second half, just a, a Chiefs night all around. Let's go to you first, Vahe, in Baltimore, and uh, you're sitting in the press box. As I recall, a great vantage point in that uh, in that Ravens press box. You're pretty close to the field and uh, um, how did it look? How did it seem? How did it feel? Yeah. You know, it, it good memory player. It is a really good angle there. Um, and uh, even so you sort of couldn't believe what you were seeing in the first half. Um, you know, it, a quick, a quick aside here is I'm back in the hotel room and I'm bringing this up just because it, it's sort of the indication of the COVID times that, uh, I was able to stay at a hotel in walking distance of the stadium at a cut rate, um, which normally wouldn't happen. And it just sort of speaks to the moment, right? That this this arguably build up as uh, the NFL game, regular season game of the year to this point, um, you still can't have it be what it would normally be. And I I, I think that uh, the Ravens probably would have benefited from fans in the stands. Uh, they had 250 of them there, family members. Um, but that was that was not quite enough. So it, it, my big takeaway, so to speak, is simply this: that I I don't think um, I don't think the Ravens think they can beat the Chiefs. I, I don't I don't think they know it in their hearts. And um, I you know that can turn. It can turn with one game, with one break. But uh, as of this moment, uh, I think that's part of an edge the Chiefs have on everybody. And this was the team that that you thought had a shot to shut them down. Hey, Sam. Hey, Herbie. Glad you guys could join us. Um, let's pick up on that. Uh, it just seems to me that the the rivalry between the Chiefs and the Ravens got a little farther apart tonight. I didn't. I really didn't think that would be the case when I uh, when, when this game kicked off and after the first possession. Um, Ravens moved the ball down the field, got a field goal, and um, took a three to nothing lead. I don't know if that was. A small victory for the Chiefs right then. I, you know, Jackson picked up 32 yards on the on the one, uh, you know, the, the one keeper on that drive, and I just thought, wow, you know, Chiefs are lucky to hold this to, you know, this this Ravens team to a field goal here. But after that, I mean, for the rest of the first half, all Chiefs and just a 
kind of an amazing job of, of, of putting some distance uh, between the teams in this game. Pete, let's, uh, what, what were your takeaways, big takeaways from tonight? What, what impressed you most about the Chiefs? Well, the only thing that didn't really impress me was the special teams, but uh, I mean, because the defense was just lights out. Uh, it was incredible. I mean, that, that first half was complete domination. The Chiefs really should have won by a lot more, and the game really shouldn't have been that close. Uh, I, I just, I guess what stood out more than anything was Clyde Edwards Elayer was just phenomenal. I mean, he was great, I thought. Uh, He's a great weapon, as I think we all expected, out of the backfield catching the ball. And so he was incredible. Uh, I just really think the Chiefs looked amazing tonight. Yeah, so where are we psychologically with the Ravens and the Chiefs? Um, Sam, um, um, this has to be a kind of a damaged psyche game for for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, yeah. You would think, right? Um, it, it would be if I was on the Ravens. Uh, you know, <laughs> they've been playing so well the first two weeks, and um, they, they run the ball so well. I mean, they, they were just they were poised in, in a lot of ways. I mean, I, I think I said um, earlier today on a show that uh, the only thing that would surprise me is a blowout, uh, or is if the Chiefs got blown out. Um, but I think in my heart of hearts, I was going to be surprised if there was a blowout either way, and. This was a blowout. I mean, I, I know the Ravens closed it to to a score there late, but um, correct me if I want. They they never had the ball with a chance to tie. Correct. Um, and and you know th- that was you know kind of an old boat race. And and like the the two things, the the two impressions I got the most is one, this team is so much damn fun to watch when they're going like this. Like all these, not not just the wild plays, the Sherman underhand. Um, uh, 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 a designed underhand touchdown pass, which I don't think we've seen yet from, from Mahomes. Um, but they also, beyond just being aesthetically pleasing to watch, um, th- they really have this other gear now that I think like really great teams have. And I guess we started to see it, you know, obviously in, in the postseason last year. But, um, you know, I, I think there's something to be said about a team that doesn't play that well, um, you know, like last week against the Chargers. And now they're coming into this game that everybody's been looking forward to, uh, you know, for since the schedule came out in May or whatever. And, and they put together that kind of performance. Like that, that shows me that it's not just about the team that they're playing against, but it's sort of the standard that they have inside that, honestly, it seems like only they can reach. You know, if, if they play their A game, I don't think there's anybody in this league that's going to beat the Chiefs, and I think they know it now. Yeah, look, I, I think today was their A game with a you know with the exception of the special teams. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But Herbie and Sam McDowell, um, you guys followed the team closer than anybody. Why was I guess I didn't I didn't appreciate enough the feeling that this team had coming out of the Chargers game last week. They were not happy with the way that they played, and between that. And the you know what I heard from players in the post game uh, audio tonight, um, talking and on social media, Herbie, as you pointed out to me, players motivated about how they you know they were hearing uh, about Lamar Jackson all week and the Ravens. Uh, it just seemed like there were some motivational edges for the Chiefs this week that maybe maybe we didn't consider strongly enough. Yeah, and that when you, my biggest takeaway from this game is simply this: the Ravens. And to an extent, also the Steelers. When I think of the AFC, when I think of the bullies of the conference, I think of those first two teams 
those two teams first because they are physical and they do like to impose their will on teams. And when I think of the Chiefs, I think more a little bit of finesse type deal. What we saw tonight was so impressive because the Chiefs took the Ravens' best punch, that opening drive, and it rolled off their chin, and then they just put the hammer lock down on the Ravens. And that was just flat-out impressive to watch. They took the fight right to the bully, and that's what you're supposed to do against a bully. You punch a bully in the mouth, he'll never be a bully again. And like like Melly mentioned there, yeah, it has to be a little bit of damage psyche because – to the Ravens, the Chiefs were the standard. They were they're trying to get to where the Chiefs are. And but for the Chiefs to start saying, hey, you know, you saw all the social media posts, that they they were pretty darn motivated to come into this game and punch the bully in the mouth and say, No, we're we're the kings, we're at the top of the mountain right now. We're not coming off here until someone knocks us off. So that was just flat out impressive to me. I love the stat that ESPN posted before the game that um, Lamar Jackson in games in which the Ravens have a 10-point lead, he's 18-0. In games in which his team trails, he's 0-4, now 0-5. That's a heck of a stat. And, you know, compared to the guy he was uh, competing against tonight on the other side who, you know, 24-point deficit doesn't bother that guy. So let's let's talk about Mahomes' game. Sam McDowell, when are we not impressed with him? There's something every game that you just marvel at and – uh, shake your head at, and it's usually just one or two things. But I, I think tonight, I don't know, you might be able to make a case that this was his best game in a Chiefs uniform. 385 yards passing, four touchdowns, um, his, his third best passer rating game, fourth best yardage game, no interceptions. Hard to find a flaw in anything Patrick Mahomes did tonight. I'm really eager if you guys are going to be able to hear me because um, I'm having some technical difficulties. Am I coming through? You are. Great. Because Great, because I have incredible things to say here that needs to be heard. <laughs> um, so spit, I, spit them out, Sam. <laughs> I, I'm kind of wondering this from the, the Ravens' perspective when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, because everything that the Ravens do is predicated on blitzing like crazy. They blitz on over half the downs and doing so differently than they've done before, any other team in the NFL's done, stuff that's unscouted. And we're learning more and more that Patrick Mahomes' strength is against blitzes. He throws better against blitzes than he does when teams just bring four or three. And the unscouted looks aren't working against him. We saw a play today where he saw – it looked to be um, – I mean, the Ravens brought the house on the play. And he he ran backwards a country mile and then throws the ball to McCole Hardman like he knew exactly what route was going to be open. And McCole Hardman had to beat his guy to be open on that. But he just knew beforehand – this is the play that's going to work, and this is the exact route on this play that's going to work. And so you've got the best team in the AFC, best uh, other than the Chiefs, in the Ravens, that I think suddenly has to be asking themselves, are we going to have to do something different than what we're comfortable doing if we're going to get past this Chiefs team at some point this year? That's a good question. I mean, I, that's, I imagine that's what John Harbaugh and, and Wink Martindale are asking themselves tonight as a sleepless night for Baltimore coaches, I'm sure. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's funny. Um, Patrick Mahomes was asked after the game what his favorite moment was or what his favorite play of the game was, and couldn't have blamed him if he had said, oh, you know, the the, the touchdown uh, underhand pass to Anthony Sherman. I wonder which bowl game from the 1940s that one came from. Uh, <laughs> or – uh, you know, or the or the pass to Eric Fisher, which was a beautiful thing. The first one of those kind of plays that we've seen since uh, 
Uh, Melly made Hungry Pig write a, you know, a household word. And, um, and, and yet Mahomes had, it was, it was, the, it was that touchdown pass to, to McCall Hardman, Sam McDowell, that you just mentioned. He said that was his favorite play of the game. And I would have picked something completely different. I would there was a pass in that game where he just had, had, you know, facing a blitz and he sidestepped and moved around a little bit, didn't completely get out of the pocket. And I can't remember who he completed the ball to, but it was a, it was a perfect strike and ended up picking up a first down and, um, it's, it Chiefs. I think it was ten of twelve on third down conversions today. Third and ten doesn't mean anything to this team. The the the, the pass to hard, I think, was a third down play. Um, third, but, 14, yeah. third and fourteen. Is that all? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the the pass, the touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill, um, the yeah, twenty yard pass. rainbow over over Marcus Peters. Mm. Oh, I mean, how beautiful was that ball? Um, what else? What else can we say about this? Well, guy? he had. He also had the 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 play where he jumped and faked a pass. Yeah, that's came what I was back talking down about. and then scrambled and and threw one. And also, maybe he says after the game that his best pass was the other one to McCall Hardman. If, if Hardman had hold held on to that ball, yeah. um, but I actually thought it was something funny that he mentioned about the Eric Fisher play because that looked like maybe not his best pass of the night, and he said that. Oh, he, he he practiced throwing the ball high to Fisher throughout training camp because he wanted to test his vertical. So that that actually that pass actually wasn't quite as as bad as maybe what we thought it was. You know, it's funny on that play in the press box from the angle I had, I thought Mahomes was just throwing it away, especially when I saw Fisher out there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, touchdown. Um, hey, Blair, I just wanted to go back to one thing real quick that that, that and I don't know if anybody else was surprised by this, but. Um, I thought it was a little surprising at the start of the game when the Ravens drove down the field and that Harbaugh, Mr. Go for it on fourth down, didn't go for it on fourth and three. I, I thought that was yeah. – I mean, maybe maybe that's a little far for him to go for it, but I, I just thought that there was a little statement there that was sort of the opposite of the statement I thought they were going to make. Um, maybe you can't come away with, with nothing on that, but I, I, I was surprised they didn't go for it. First possession, um, get points. I, I, I imagine at that time the Ravens feel like they've got a good you – know, their defense hadn't been on the field yet, and you know, they felt like they had a good defensive game plan, which, which was shredded in the first uh, possession by the Chiefs. I don't know. Fourth and three uh, at that point, I, I, I think I might have taken the points, but I do know that uh, broadcasters, the ESPN crew, mentioned that. I think uh, Greasy mentioned, mentioned that. So – Let's uh, let's turn our attention to the other side of the ball, and uh, but before we do, let's let's put the offense for for just a moment. Every week, we're, we seem to be reminded that the, the the Chiefs' array of targets is something nobody else has, right? I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Maybe somebody's got it up on their screen, but how many how many guys caught at least three passes tonight? Was it five, six, um, five, five, five? five. Five, five got at least four. Was it at least four? Yeah. I mean, who else? Who else is doing that, right? I mean, no, nobody does that. Nobody. And um, you know, it's it's not great for your fantasy team, right? Because you you know you're looking for that eight reception, hundred and twenty yard, two touchdown game. And um, I don't for all the touchdown passes Mahomes has thrown this year. I don't. I think this is right. Nobody's had two in one game, right? Hills had one in each of the three games. So um, what a what a what a weapon that is to be able to spread the wealth and 
make it so difficult for defenses to to lock in on a guy. And, and look, even, you know, we, we talked about Mahomes running last week. He picked up a big first down tonight on that uh, 12-yard scramble on third and 10 uh, on, on what was probably the most important drive of the night for the Chiefs after the, the Ravens had cut it to seven. So let's switch over and talk about the defense a little bit. It was um, – uh, I, I thought it was a great game for Steve Spagnolo and mm-hmm. – after that first series, the the, um, uh, the the Ravens, the rest of the Ravens' first half possessions ended in a punt, 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 and a fumble. So that's how it was twenty-seven to ten at halftime. And I know Herbie, you were kind of all over this, you know, watching this defense and, and coming up with the numbers. What did the Ravens end up with production-wise tonight? It's like a hold on, let me look real quick. 228 yards, and it was 166 yards less than what they were averaging coming into this game. I mean, the Ravens entered this game as ranking in the top five, top ten in numerous statistical categories. And, you know, once again, what the Chiefs defense did there after that first drive, again, they just took that punch, rolled with it, and then they turned things – they turned the tables on them. They, they pretty much shut them down pretty darn good to me. Oh, yeah, they did. Uh, Mark uh, Kappel said, uh, uh, and Larry, I'm sorry, Larry Looper, uh, Frank Clark was clear on Twitter. Go to Frank Clark's t- Twitter page to see uh, uh, how he reacted. Also, Tyron Matthew had a nice uh, uh, tweet uh, about the defense. I saw it's, after, it's after midnight, Blair. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this won't be in print. So yeah, go for it. No, that's, that sounds like a that sounds like a Pete Radhoff collection of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't I don't know how you can use the uh, you know, the the eraser button on some of the words in those tweets, mm-hmm. but uh, but anyway, what did you guys think about? What you th- would what would you guys your takeaway on the defense, the way things started, and as good a game I think uh, for for Spagnolo maybe as as we've seen. Blair, I, I thought that they did to the Ravens tonight what the Chargers did to the Chiefs last week to kind of throw them off. And it's just that their their front four just dominated the game. Frank Clark and Chris Jones specifically, but um, Taco Charlton actually got the, deep in the backfield a couple times. But I just I, I thought that their front four just completely threw the Ravens out of sync. I also thought, and this is kind of something that 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 um, Sam 1.0 has been hammering home for the past year or so. When is a team finally just going to stick to the run? And the Ravens got out of it on the very first drive. They were just completely dominating uh, the, with the, with their run game on the first drive. Then they passed the ball twice on second and third and short. All of a sudden, they're settling for a field goal because, like Vahe mentions, they don't go for it. And the run game wasn't that bad tonight. But for whatever reason, they continue to try to pass the ball. I think Lamar Jackson threw it 26 times and what less than a hundred yards, right? I mean, three, three and a half yards per attempt. So um, I, I, I just thought that the chiefs, anytime that the Ravens dropped back, they had contained on Lamar Jackson scrambling and their front four just absolutely dominated to, to completely throw off their passing game. I think one thing that happens and, and I, I tell me if you guys disagree, but I do think teams kind of panic against the chiefs. That, that explains a little bit of the getting away from the run. I, I think, when it's 13 to three, I think the feeling was like, uh-oh, you know, they're a touchdown away from breaking this thing open. And, and you know, they, they sort of were, but um, I, I just think it's in people's heads a little bit. You're hundred percent right. They got away from something that would have, I think, gotten them a lot more points. They average, I'm just looking at the box score. They average seven and a half yards per rush. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
<laughs> seems like that know. you'd want that. You would take what that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, the, the Ravens came in last year to Arrowhead and went for everything, including every two-point conversion in the first half. They went for it on fourth down on their first drive. And tonight, it seemed like they were the opposite. It was like, well, we tried that last work it, last year. It didn't necessarily work. They thought the, the momentum of the game flipped a little bit when they didn't get the two-point conversion, when they didn't get one of the fourth downs. But I still think some team's going to have to try that and stick with it for an entire fourth quarter. Maybe the Ravens don't think they need to be that team, but maybe that changes after what they saw tonight. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess when you've got – when you've got – that quarterback on the other side who can take a team down the field as, you know, as skillfully as he can. I, th- I think when you're the opponent, you always have to plan on the Chiefs scoring and, and, and you know, play a, figure out a game plan based on that. And it's, it's only, there's only been a few games where that hasn't happened. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Andrew Leifer, I hope I'm pronouncing that, right, that name right, Andrew. It could be Leifer. Andrew Leifer said everyone uh, from the team was retweeting the picture of the analyst picking the Ravens to win. If that's the pregame on ESPN on the, the countdown show, I saw that as well. I was surprised nobody, all five people picked, uh, picked the Ravens, as did I in the, in the paper, uh, as did I. Um, yeah, again, we, we thought that there was a bit of a, a motivational edge for the Chiefs tonight and um, what it, whatever it takes, you know, what it, whatever it takes. But again, I – I thought Spagnola was was really good. I thought Andy Reid was really good, and I think the I think the uh, the coordinator who's going to have the sleepless night tonight for the Chiefs is Dave Tobe. Man, uh, we're 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 picking nits here in a, in a terrific victory for for the Chiefs. But why are you kicking if if you've got a kicker that can kick the ball out of the end zone and, and start the Ravens on the twenty five? Why why are you kicking for a return? What, what do you what do you hope to gain out of that? I, I agree. I honestly, um, and Andy didn't say anything after the game, but I just started to wonder if there's something wrong with Buck or just like physically, if, if he's, you know, carrying something because missed the extra point, um, missed the field goal. One of those kicks now, I can't remember which one, I think it was the field goal. Actually, it looked like it might have gone in, kind of went right over the, right yeah, over the, the top. Um, either way, uh, you know, that's, he's, he's usually down the middle and the kickoffs were short. So, I don't know. Andy didn't say anything after the game, uh, but I, I did wonder about that. It was just, it was really odd. Even, even if last week didn't happen, you know what I mean? Even if last week he didn't hit three game winners in overtime uh, and, you know, have the best day that a kicker's ever had for the Chiefs, uh, it, it, it was out of character. I was, I don't know. It, it just seems like there's another explanation. 
just I just chalk it up as a bad day at the office. You know, we we he's human. We all have bad days at the office, and may, maybe there was something because you, you look across the sidelines, there across the field, and on the other opposing sideline, you got Justin Tupper over there. You know, maybe you're ahead. I want to show to him that I'm the best. I don't know. Maybe he put some pressure on himself. I'm just purely speculating here, but it was just a bad day at the office. Bucker solid as can be. I don't think you, I don't think people need to worry about him. Uh, I think kicker intimidation. <laughs> As Sam McDowell pointed out uh, on Twitter during the game, there might have been reading a few too many Mellinger uh, clippings on him, as well as a Kirkhoff clipping from uh, earlier last week. Which we need to add that that somebody also said they always read too many, or that what was the line Mellinger? Somebody said they read too many. Yes, always read too many. Same with me. It was great. Whoever. But the reason I want to point it out is the mayor liked it, and it was a diss to Sam, whatever it was, and the mayor liked the tweet. <laughs> it was well executed, man. Well, I don't know if – I think what Butker was doing on that kickoff was following instructions. They wanted to return because every other I kick so. went I think so, the end too. Zone. I think it's a strategy. It was. It was a strategy, and Darwin Thompson was the had the contain on that, and um, – and, and let uh, Duver, uh, Duvernay uh, get the side get to the sideline. Not a good day for Darwin Thompson. Uh, not only did he miss, uh, did he lose contain on that, but he lost the fumble on the first series of the second half. So tough day after again in in, in Los Angeles last week. I remember him picking up the tough first down on fourth and one in overtime to keep the game winning field goal uh, drive alive. But tough night for the second year pro Darwin Thompson. So Butker misses the field goal, the extra point, and then and then the uh, the kickoff gets returned for a touchdown. All in all, you know what? If you had told me before the game that the Ravens would turn a kick for a touchdown, the Chiefs would lose a, the first turnover of the year, right? Lose a fumble, so so lose a possession, and then uh, have Butker miss, you know, leave four points on, on on the field. I wouldn't have given you much uh, chance of the Chiefs winning this game, but that's I don't know. That's just how how good Andy Reid can be. Let's can, can we give him a little bit of credit for game planning this game and um, mm-hmm. having having this this team ready? Was this a, was this an Andy Reid specialty? Yeah, I thought so, and and I I, I want to just say that as by way of introducing uh, the Sam Mellinger opportunity here to talk about screen screenplay, uh, which I know is is like your great fascination, and and you you break these things down uh, in your spare time, but I, it. He, it looked to me like he conjured a couple up that I we'd never seen anything the likes of before. There was the stat going around from Mina Kimes about uh, I, I'm going to butcher this a little bit, but the, the the Ravens have given up like negative two yards on screens in the first two games. Is that right? I mean, they, they've just been like yeah. the best team in the league against screens. And I don't know if Andy, I assume that he's aware of something like that. Um, who knows? But um when I heard that said, it was kind of interesting, you know, right? But um, being good against screens, you know, when you're playing the Browns is is a little bit different than when you're going against this group. It's um, when he did so because it, it was all in one possession. The the screen to Edwards Hilaire that was on a third down they converted, and then a few snaps later, it's that that middle screen where they fake a screen this way, they fake a screen that way, and then they throw to Kelsey in the middle and, and get a first down. And then just the ridiculous underhanded, you know, like 
schemed up. No, no, no. The way you're going to throw this ball in a wide <laughs> NFL game underhand. Like, it wasn't even a shovel pass. It was no, underhand. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was an underhand throw. Like, it just, was a fast pitch softball thing. <laughs> it, Right, every 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 high school team has the coach that can't, you know, just refuses to throw overhand now and just goes under. <laughs> That's what that. Was. <laughs> hey, hey Blair, speak just one other thing about game planning. I know we sort of said it with defense before, but but really, I I thought not only did the the uh, they dominate up front, but I I had the sense that they they had a real feel for the pulse of what was coming. I, I felt like it was well scouted or. There were that, that Hitchens play, breaking up the one pass, uh, um, circling out in the flat. There, there were six, seven, eight, ten times I felt like they, they, they weren't just quick off the ball, that they really anticipated what they were, they were going to get. No, I, I think that's – look, um, well, how about this? Uh, so Patrick Mahomes improves 10-0 in September starts. Uh, with a what is it, is 30, 30 or thirty one touchdowns? Thirty two. No thirty two. Thirty. It's up to thirty two. Yeah. So, t, so he takes that into September twenty twenty one. But but he he made. I'll tell you what he he said this after the game, and I had forgotten this that it was after they beat Baltimore last year that they had their two game losing streak. I didn't I didn't look that up to confirm it, but is that right? Is that when they is that when no, they played that they. They beat Detroit in week four okay. last year. Okay, well, all right. that's why I, I I didn't look it up immediately. But so they they, they beat Baltimore, then beat De- then went to Detroit and won, and then lost to the Colts and the Texans in back to back weeks. So they got the Patriots coming in, and uh, and a, a Patriots team that that's only whose only loss is the you know the last you know last down play at Seattle a couple weeks ago and. You know, with a new quarterback, but with a coach that is every bit the, you know, the schemer that Andy Reid is, we'll we'll spend a lot of time talking about this game and breaking it down on on Thursday when we meet again. But uh, this will be the first time that the Chiefs have had not had a a long week to prepare. You know, you've got the opener, and then that was on a Thursday night, so they had extra time to prepare for the Chargers, and this was on a Monday night. So they had an extra day to get ready for the Ravens. Well, now they'll have they'll be shorter today, getting ready for the New England Patriots. Should there will there be some kind of emotional letdown um, for uh, for New England coming to Arrowhead next week? I don't, it's it's hard to imagine that um, you know like it, I think the the prep does matter, um, and uh, but but I think more to the point of. You know, Andy spent a lot of time talking about injuries tonight. Um, yeah, we're and we need to go over those. By the way, Herbie, when when Sam's finished, let's go over those injuries. Yeah, I mean that's just you know one fewer day to 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 get guys right. Um, but you know the, the the Patriots. You know how Andy does. It. He's he's not going to start preparing for the Patriots tonight, right? Like um, they they've been doing some stuff, but it's a different Patriots team than what they're used to. Obviously, I mean Cam Newton. Uh, the way they're using him with some really kind of creative blocking uh, with with his runs, especially in short yards, is is uh, it's impressive. Um, I don't know that that's the challenge. The run game for the Patriots is not the challenge that the Chiefs had tonight, um, but it's it's different. Yeah. yeah. All right, Herbie. So what uh, what what did Andy say about uh, Chris Jones? Was a kind of a surprise one. Let's take it. Let's start with Andrew Wiley and go through the others that uh, uh, that Andy Reid mentioned tonight. Yeah, well, before the game, Andrew Wiley 
was dealing with some stomach issues, stomach illness, was rushed to the hospital. They, they first they evaluated him at the at the stadium, then he was taken to the hospital. Uh, sources were telling me that a it, the test came back negative for appendicitis, and then I reported just before the game was over that he did come back to the stadium. He was released, so he's probably on the plane back with the team itself. And then Andy Reid also mentioned that he was dealing with stomach issues, and he's okay. The big one is the Jarius Sneed. And that's going to be one that we're going to probably watch very closely in the days here. Uh, right shoulder injury, collarbone injury. Uh, they're probably going to be tested when they get back to Kansas City tomorrow. And we should know more on his status. But it does help that uh, Ward is back. And yeah. then uh, Rashad Breeland only has one more game left on his suspension. But not having Sneed, if he's out for some time here, is going to hurt this secondary and then you mentioned Chris Jones uh, suffered a fight or what, what did Reed say? A, a groin tweak? Yeah. 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 And then he'll be evaluated this week as well. But I think like when you look at those injuries there, Wally, it looks like he's going to be okay. But the one I'm more concerned about is Sneed. Okay. Well, I tell you what, I, and Mike Pinnell was back tonight, right? Um, I thought Rashad Fenton played a good game. Uh, you know, he, I guess – one of those things that maybe film study will reveal. I, th- I thought he was active and, and, and did well tonight. We'll uh, we'll have updated injury news uh, each uh, as we as we get, go through the week. Uh, get ready for uh, Sunday's game against the Patriots. So well, we do know we won't have any injury updates tomorrow because the guys will just be getting in. Just be getting in, but but will they get that to us? It's okay. <laughs> so. All right. Hey. Um, uh, Let's uh, let's close it down here. Thanks everybody for joining us. You, a ton of questions and comments. I wish I was did, did a better job of getting to them. I really appreciate all the um, you know all the uh, uh, the feedback that you that you uh, got to us. So, uh, bye. Have a safe trip back from Baltimore. Pete, Sam McDowell, Herbie, Sam Mellinger. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Beth, our terrific producer. And we will be back on Thursday, 9.30 in the morning, talking Chiefs and Patriots on Sports Beat Live. Good night. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to the Chiefs coverage gang, Sam Mellinger, Vahe Gregorian, Herbie Teope, Sam McDowell, Pete Gradhoff. For Talking Chiefs, you can find links to their stories, a bunch of them, in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, earlier in the episode, you heard me talk about the Sports Pass offer. It still stands and still a good one, 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage. And that includes the Sports Extra that comes with the E-Edition. There's more than 60 additional pages of national sports coverage today. Here's an even better offer. Buy the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented teammates, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. That's account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best news and sports coverage in Kansas City, and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Wednesday with another episode.